Welcome to Revive Fitness and Nutrition and with your host Julie Payton Monk and this episode is entitled Please Look After Me. So the reason I chose this as a topic is I think a lot of us are guilty about not putting ourselves first. We tend to look after everybody else and forget to look after ourselves so I just want to have a bit of a discussion about the different ways we can do that. And today I have a special guest on with me, Fiona Sutherland, who is very qualified to talk about all these different ways. And I first met Fiona when she did a biomechanical assessment for me uh, after I had a leg break and I had a few kind of aches and pains that I just wanted to check out. And more recently, I tried out for the first time a reflexology massage, uh, which was very interesting for me because it felt... Um, I wasn't skeptical going into it, it was something I wanted to try, but she definitely opened my eyes up to different therapies and treatments. So welcome Fiona. Hello, hello, thank you for having me. It's very exciting, very excited about this, a bit nervous, so be gentle with me. Always gentle, we'll have a casual <laughs> chat and we'll draw out all your knowledge and wisdom. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, just chat, love chat. <laughs> okay, so for people who don't know you, who is Fiona Sutherland? So I did um, an HND back in the day in sports therapy and then went off to do my sports science degree and then I did a bit of work in rugby and football and realised that I wanted an NHS as well and then I kind of wanted to specialise and then went into dietary um, and basically progressed my career through various avenues um, but just recently opened up my own kind of clinic um, of my very own, my name above the door. And I basically encompass everything. So my whole thing is about um, treating the body from top to toe. That's kind of my whole ethos. And um, kind of recently have gone into a little bit more holistic stuff, which I think is hugely important. And I think a lot more people are looking down that road for things. So yeah, I'm kind of a bit, a bit of a jack of all trades. Um, and yeah, generally, yeah, just an outgoing yeah, medical professional. There you go. <laughs> Love it. And when you say outgoing there, I know you've got um, a dog that people have said is quite high maintenance when I said I fancy one of these dogs and people are like, mmm, they can be quite high maintenance, you might want to rethink that. So do you want to share with people um, your stories with your dog? <laughs> yeah, so Molson, Molson the Beagle is named after a Canadian bear. My husband and I spent a lot of time in Canada. Uh, he's played rugby out there. So, um, and we got him two years ago and uh, I kind of, yeah, I'd always loved beagles. They're amazing and they're so cute as well. Like you look at them and I'm just like, oh, um, but everyone's like, you're mental. Like, what are you doing? But I actually think dogs are, are like their owners. And if anybody knows Ross and I, Ross has big ears <laughs> um, and, and we call him uh, a lab's blood and I um, I'm like a bloodhound, smell everything. And so, yeah, and he, the dog's just mental. I talk a lot and I'm probably quite loud. And so is he. So, you know, that's just, we've got a beagle and he, he just meets our personality perfectly. He's there, uh, but he's fun. Yeah, he's, he's really loud, barks a lot at us, um, but he's brilliant. And actually has been a godsend through lockdown. Um, so yeah, uh, we are mad, but that's fine. We, we're, we're good with that. <laughs> Love it. I just need to convince my husband that his ears are big enough to match the beagle then. <laughs> totally, like totally. We have our own hashtag and everything. Lads and lads, like, it's all good. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who have not heard of the term podiatrist before, because this was something that was quite new to me, 
and I can only just yeah. say it recently. <laughs> I'm like, bah, bah, bah. what yeah. does that term actually mean? So, in a nutshell, we're a lower limb specialist. So, um, we basically deal with anything from the hip downwards. Um, yeah, we get called all sorts. It, kind of the, the, the terminology was scropidus. I think most people knew us as scropidus. But um, now, don't I'm not going to give you dates because I'm terrible with dates. I'm like, I even know my own date of birth. But um, a few years ago, basically, they used podiatry as an umbrella term. So, cropidus is part of what we do. Okay. which are general foot care stuff and then the rest of it is you know you went nail surgery uh biomechanical stuff like what we did with you um there, there's just huge amounts so yeah so it's a, it's a lower limb specialist um but we answer to lots of things um some people think i'm a dietitian i'm like no um it's podiatry and i also spell it for people as well and again sometimes i have to write it out spell it for myself because i'm like does that is that what that says it is um, yeah, so we're an odd bunch, but lovely, lovely. <laughs> odd bunch, but we're lovely. <laughs> and would you say in your role that you see a lot of modern day stresses and the tolls that that is taking on people as individuals and their bodies? Do you see quite a bit of that in your role? Yeah, I think we live in a really fast-paced life, so I think like, we're all really um, conscious of that, that everything needs to be done like yesterday. Uh, and I think people just tend to maybe just don't look after themselves, like, they'll go, 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 go until it's, you know, they're fatigued or um, things really have to stop them. And I think that's, that's one thing that we need to be a bit more aware of, that actually, I'm, I'm going to use this word a lot, prioritise. Um, because if we start putting our body under stress, then the, there's only a certain point that that can that our body can take that, and it will manifest itself in something. So I think life, I, yeah, I think life has become pretty stressful, and deadlines that we have to meet all the time, and we have to train, we have to train. You know, it's it's really important, and I think we can be in that mindset that we must do everything in a day. But um, yeah, at some point you will reach burnout, whatever stage that is, whether it manifests it as a problem in your foot, in your hip, in your back, in your neck, whatever. And um, yeah, I would definitely say it's it's definitely something I, I come across a lot in certain environments as well, depending on where I am, location wise for work. Yeah, you do see a lot of it. And would you say there's certain therapies that you use that target stress, or does it depend on the type of stress that is? So, whether it's something mechanical within the body, or through the kind of side effects of physical stress coming out? Yeah, so it's interesting. Again, it just, re yeah, it just does really depend. Um, I see such a different type of, of patient all the time. It's not just one, one kind of person that I see that comes through the door. I think because I have a sporting background, um, I will see a lot of high-end athletes that will come in or I'll see, you know, Mrs. Smith down the road who just needs her, you know, feet looked at. Um, so I think that it, it just depends um, on on what, what that individual needs really. Um, I, I, I said to you, I, I've gone down the holistic road quite a lot and I think trying to open up people's eyes a little bit on these things just because your foot sore is coming from somewhere else is, is your neck pain because actually you're not wearing the right shoes. Is it, it's taking history from that person and everything that I do, and again, I'll stress that, is really individual to that person. I, I don't just say, oh, could you have a sore hamstring? Just stretch it. Why has that person got a sore hamstring? Have they been sitting for a long time? 
we're seeing a lot of um i think shortened hip uh, hip flexors at the moment sitting or bikes bikes people on bikes everyone's got a bike now um but yeah so there's like lots of different things that are going on and it's trying to find out what makes that person tick that's for me is massive and um, taking the history obviously of, of, of what's been happening and just seeing what actually might work with them and like you said about the whole reflexology thing that that's huge for people and they just don't they don't maybe they don't understand it and i think it, it's trying to explain to that person what that's all about and what benefit might be they may hate that they may be like oh, that's not for me that's really hippy dippy go and hang your tree <laughs> um but uh i yeah for me it, it, i think you have to look at that person and what's going on other than just that pain um, yeah, that, that answers the question. Yeah, and I love that because that's something I've learned from you is when I've had clients and they're like, oh, I've got knee problems in the knee store, and I'm like, but is it your knee? It could be another muscle pulling on your knee. Nine times out of ten, it's not to do with your knee. Or if you're like, oh, I've got a tight lower back, I'm like, but is it your lower back? It could be your glutes that are actually tight. And I've learned that through the treatments that I've had that actually you start to learn your body, it's all the muscles pulling in different ways and different directions that can have an impact rather than the actual source of the pain, if you like, that they're localized and they're feeling it. Often yeah. it'll be something else. And that's something where I totally encourage people when they say, this is sore, I'm like, but is it that? Um, so yeah. yeah, I think that's a massive job for you guys in terms of like such a hard one, education-wise, when people are like, no, I just want you to look at the part that's hurting. Is that often a challenge? Yeah, because like, I remember at university being told that, you know, you look at the body as a whole, you don't just look at the feet. And for me, because I, my background before I went into dietary was, you know, was um, sports therapy. So I was already in that encompassed kind of mindset of this is a whole person. So I just, for me, it's really automatic. And I watch how they come in. I watch, I watch their face. I watch them as a person. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know. Every every podiatrist will have a completely different take on things. Every therapist has a diff different take on things. But for me, um, it's it's about that person that's in front of you. And so if they walk in, you can tell when people are negative instantly. And this, get, you're not going to fix it. And that I love that because that's like my biggest challenge. Like this person is going out and they're going to feel amazing. Um, but yeah, it's about what's going on with them. And maybe they had a really bad treatment from somebody and they didn't get to the crux of it and they will have that negative thought of this isn't going to work you're not going to fix me i've had i've had a just before and they told me it within soul and, and i hate that because i think well yeah not everybody will do the same thing so let's let's try let's take it back let's see what's happening um, and sometimes it's really hard to tease information out of people and they may just think i'm asking really random questions but i actually often that tiny little bit of information will lead me to oh right you did you did do that then or you you have done that and that that actually makes sense with x y and z so yeah it's a bit like a jigsaw um which actually i'm really terrible at jigsaws but thankfully quite good at my job so um but yeah it's um it's it's actually quite fun sometimes it's frustrating but it's fun as well and also you know when your patient goes out the door and you're just like oh yeah it should feel a little bit better even just speaking about it, I think sometimes helps as well. So that they don't think they're mental, you know, they come in with this pain and they can't seem to do anything about it. I think even just reassuring people. And I always try and make a plan for people so they have goal setting and, and you know how important that is, uh, training. And in life, actually, it's really important. Yeah. But goal setting for people, putting a plan in place, people can see, right, today we might just do this, 
next time we're going to do this and then we'll see how we go and you know um and i think just explaining to people what you're doing as opposed to just saying like throw some insoles in your shoes right off you go we'll see you in you know six months or whatever um so yeah it's, it is very individual Answering question. <laughs> yeah, and I think it is that teasing out of people though, because so many people aren't in tune with their body. And it's something I struggle with when someone says, I mean, you'll probably find this well pain. And I'm like, well, what sort of pain is it? Is it a pain because you're using the muscle and you've got lactic acid buildup? Or is it a negative type of pain? What sort of pain is it? And that can actually be really hard just getting it, that out of people. So, I mean, I can imagine when they come to you that one, you're trying to as well uncover what is that pain and how long they've experienced in it. That so many people are out of tune with their body and do you okay. think there's any way that they can help to be more in tune or is it just learning more about their bodies yeah i think it is like it's something i did um face work in this course called school of hard knots i don't know if you've heard about it they they employ the whole um rugby as as a sort of driving force and it's about getting back into kind of employment and stuff as well and there's a, a team of us that do various different things and i worked on the first aid and any any sort of sports injuries that they may have. These guys, general guys, general characters who had never touched a rugby ball, had never run the length themselves. And my, part of my job was education. And it was about what's painful. What Have you hurt yourself? Or is it just sore because you've done something and have you done something different? And so I think, yeah, the whole education, like a huge part of my job is educating. It's easy for me. I learned it. I live and breathe it. I know, you know, I mean, I go on holiday and look at people when they're walking, I'm like, oh, they need a biomechanical assessment, you know, and that's just installed in me of what I do. But for general people, they don't know. They don't know if they've run, you know, from the bus that actually, oh, gosh, that actually hurts the next day because they've not done any physical exercise. So, yeah, I think educating people and knowing what's sore and, and yeah, what makes something better. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, we could, we could talk about that for a long time and yeah just like you know yourself if you're thirsty you drink you know yeah. it's those kind of things um that you just try and install to make yourself feel better um but yeah it's a uh, it's a huge topic but yeah i think education is probably is probably key for that and it doesn't need to be in depth it's just yeah making people aware of what's what's painful because you've pulled something or actually just work that muscle and you've never worked that before so it's gonna be a little stiff you know um so yeah that's an, it's an interesting one absolutely and we touched on reflexology there and i know mm. you said about educate people like a lot of people think it's out there kind of hippie stuff yeah. and i remember coming in to see you for it and you're like what do you want to get out of it i was like i don't know i just want to try it because i like to try different things and you spoke about some of the different experiences that people might have um mm. and i'm always a bit of reflector and i like to think i'm a bit in tune with my body but i remember you afterwards saying oh uh, do you have any gynecological issues? You were a bit tight in this bit of your foot. And I was like, no, no. And I was like, oh yeah, actually I normally have bad period pains and things like that. And I was like, that's a wee bit like witchcraft, like the things you actually did know after it. And I'm not going to say I was a skeptic, but at the same time I like to try things. And it was after I went away and, and you'd said a few things. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. And I was like, oh, she does. How did she know that? So it's that thing that I think until people try it and experience it, but also see your expertise come out in the discussion you have afterwards, do you find that's when people's mindset change to the kind of holistic therapies? Yeah, you'd be really surprised at who, 
few things that you know really helpful and the type of things that's helpful for it i mean i also say to people this isn't you know i i mean it's a real sideline but it's not my main thing there is there's amazing reflexologists out there who that is their thing that's what they live and breathe um and and they yeah they can do all sorts mine is, is a small amount of what i do in my job i i think you have to be the type of person that's in tune with somebody i would uh, you know I've, I've done quite a lot of work with various groups in terms of empath empathetic people and, and people that are in the therapy world and I think you definitely need to be that kind of person in, in this in, in this kind of industry and um, so I think that helps and um, I think when you're in tune with somebody whether you believe that or not I think you do have to have a bit of a connection with somebody uh, yeah it's amazing what can come out of it and as I say I always say to people that I'm not here to fix you I'm here to try and alleviate a little bit of stress that might be because I just put my hands on you and actually that's just really calming and, and chilling and you get to lie there for an hour and someone's rub your feet fantastic that might be because you've got some channels blocked and actually by going into um going into the background of it you're you're removing a lot of toxins and you're, and you're opening channels up that correlate with your body and again, that can just be a really lovely thing to get done. And then the extreme of it is that you do actually feel so much better. I remember when I was practicing, when I was training, and they said that so you're going to end up with a sore head or an upset stomach. I'm I'm hugely sensitive to the stuff. I actually feel really terrible after a massage. Um, but I know that that's just my body and that's that's how it works. But um, and a really sore head and things. And and basically the reflexology I had to, like two days full of it and uh, I, I felt dreadful for it but it really cleared me and felt so much better and I think again treatments is what kind of what you expect from it I think again and you did come in with an open mind you came in and got a treatment that to me is an open mind if you're like no 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 I don't want that I'm not and I really hate that it's ridiculous but I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it because I got it as a voucher or whatever and then they go away. They're, they're probably not going to get anything out of it. But I think if you come out, come into it quite open-minded, you probably will get something out of it, whether it's just a little bit of something. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of clients. That's all they want from me is is their hour of reflexology, and they feel amazing. They feel probably feel quite tired after it, and then they feel really good. And yeah, things have um, blocked, um, like yeah, stomach bowel movements <laughs> and things like that, which is a good thing because quite often you know you can have some constipation and again we're not going to that um but there's um some yeah some lovely you know lovely feedback clients of what they've got and um i had somebody who was actually a reflexologist recently who well, before lockdown who uh, came to me didn't divulge that thankfully uh, i think i'm really quite stressed if they told me at the start and uh, and she said she just felt amazing getting it done so that was a real endorsement to obviously I'd worked something so and she'd come for a couple of sessions and said it was really good so yeah it's definitely a very nice thing to get done I would say. Fab. And I'm somebody who yeah I do it twofold one to find something that works for me to try out something different but then I also like to kind of be able to experience something and then pass it on to my clients who may be having any challenges and I'll be like go and speak to Fiona about this or that or what have you give it a go but then I know they've had you know really bad peers or things like that I'm like go and discuss it with Fiona so I think for me one it's experience personally but also professionally upskilling my knowledge on what's available and what's on offer that can help people so I can refer them to someone skilled like yourself especially when you've had the pressure of like a colleague for example a peer really coming to you for that treatment nothing quite like the pressure <laughs> 
love a fact check. Should I first check <laughs> your game? No, and, and uh, no, I agree that it's good, yeah, definitely. So as you mentioned, uh, we're currently in lockdown. So for people like myself who are, um, I would say, massively active beforehand, doing like kind of 12, 14 classes, uh, I now spend a lot of my time staring at a screen and watching people, not moving as much, um, a lot of time sitting, doing online programs. Are there any kind of symptoms? I know your clinic's closed at the moment, but have you been getting requests or getting inquiries of people with similar symptoms that they've got as a result of a more sedentary life currently? So a lot of setup stuff, a lot of people who have poor setups, because a lot of people have gone from their desk environment where, you know, their, their office environment where their desk is set up, they've had it all, the terminology, sorry, ergonometry no, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> that one, um, you know, they've had somebody set that up uh, specifically for them and then all of a sudden, you know, we're all locked down and they're sitting, you know, there's maybe two of them at home and the office isn't big enough and they're sitting at a you know kitchen table and not a great chair so yeah actually a lot of that i mean i would say probably 30 percent of my work 30 40, yeah 30 40 percent of my work's massage um so i you know I, I, people that come to me two three you know three times a month um to get regular treatment are really struggling right now um so my kind of thing with them was you just watch what your how your setup is have a look at how you feel. Going back to that whole conversation about how does your body feel? Is it, is it sore or because maybe you've been sitting too long or, you know, try and have a routine where you're getting up, go and fill your water bottle up, hydrate, because actually in the office, you probably did that quite a lot. You're sitting at home now, maybe having, you know, a cup of tea, but, you know, you're going back and forth doing something different than what you would normally. So make sure that you're timing yourself to get up stretch yourself off, have a stretch routine. So I sent quite a lot to my um, desk-bound clients' um, routines to, to stretch to. Um, their chair posture, um, the whole towel in the back, I don't know if you saw that, I did a, I did a Facebook, yeah. A little bit of video, I'm not sure my video girl, but anyway, um, it's entertaining if nothing else. Um, so yeah, so the rolling up the towel, um, and it doubles up as a stretch for your calf, who knew? Um, but yeah, so that, that was quite a nice thing to try and get people to, to remember about the core and how it comes from your core. And I, I banged on about this for so long and people are actually getting it now that, oh yeah, my core is really important. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, so I've been giving people, again, individual as much as I can through, through Zoom and face, FaceTime and Facebook and stuff, um, of how to sort, of sort them, their posture out, how to sort their, their workstations out getting up as i say try and get up even if it's to put a load of washing in the washing machine you know like just move and um, because we probably do move a lot more when we're at work um and also just kids like people have kids like you know so maybe go and do joe wicks in the morning advocate joe wicks um, but you know just change things because routines have changed i mean we kind of need to work with it um but there has been a lot i also um told people to get a massage gun. I don't know if you saw that one yeah. as well. Uh, we, we bought one because we were used to getting massaged and uh, that was one thing. I was like, no, my massage. Um, so we went and invested in a massage gun, which has been really, really good. So I think I had about four clients last week who went off by them to like put that video up. So yeah, there's, there's just a few things you can do, but it's about good routine as well, I think, um, getting into that. 
So. Yeah, because I mean, exactly what you spoke about there are two people. So between me and my husband, we share the kitchen table or the office chair that I'm in now. I felt like I just sat up taller when you said there about posture. I was like, well, oh, correct okay. yourself. I'm all good. <laughs> but yeah, so we definitely, and I said to him today, oh, I want you to be in the living room in the office chair in the morning because I'm conscious of your back from being on the kitchen table chair. He's like, oh, it's easier. I'm like, no, go, go and sit on that other chair. So yeah, I'm going to adopt that towel one. I'm going to check that out on Facebook again and adopt that um, towel posture. And on the flip side one. of that. Yeah, I think I'm going to have a lot of clients. Sorry? No, I, I'm just um, Yeah, I think I'm going to have a lot of clients now coming back with lots of their issues with their, their backs and necks and things. So I might have full books again. So yeah, always a, always a positive. <laughs> oh, definitely. And it's going to be quite long term too. So it'll definitely start to impact the longer it goes on. For sure. And I was going to say on the flip side of that, I've also had a lot of people who have started running outside who aren't used to running outside and they've been going, can't come to class. I've injured myself, my knee, my ankle because I've been running outside and I've done something. So that just yeah. changing surface. And I know myself, as I say, I've been bouncing around on my living room floor, which isn't too bad because it's got give way, although downstairs aren't happy. But when I go outside to like a play park or to the grassy area where it's pretty solid to ground, I am a bit conscious of that kind of impact. So again, for runners out there, what would you say the main thing is they could be doing to kind of prevent those ankle challenges that they're having? So oh, I think people need to, yeah, there's, there is a lot of runners, and uh, again, had an influx of messages from people who oh, like, yeah. I'm 10k, I've not run for like three years, but um, yeah, so footwear um, is huge, uh, don't just go, you know, out in, in the old bathies that you've had, make sure you've got good, good trainers, um, have a bit of cushioning, especially if you're going to go and do lots of road stuff and, and whatnot. Um, just again, stretching, make sure you're stretching, make sure, you know, you cool down. Like I come in for my runs and I always work with my feet, just stretching them off and things. Um, I'm, I'm used to running, but there's people that, are, that aren't and will kick up injuries. Um, yeah, it, it's really difficult right now because that's the one thing that people can do because they're not going to gyms, they're not going to classes. Um, so I think also don't be going mad. If you've never run and then you decide that you're going to do a 10k you probably will come back pretty sore and um, so just being sensible and just upping your mileage as and when and, and don't try and get pbs until you're ready for that i'm still working on it um but um, yeah i would take footwear from my point of view i think as well people are struggling a little bit because they're i've noticed this recently um they've actually walking about the house with bare feet and then putting on putting on shoes and like, oh you know it's uh, yeah so um or doing Joe Wicks, I'm back to Joe Wicks again. Uh, a lot of people have been doing that in their feet and then wondering why the feet are a bit sore. So just be conscious of what, what's going on at home and in terms of what you're wearing on your feet. But yeah, lots of stretching, feet sore, yeah. Look after yourself. Epsom salts, Epsom salts. Yeah, they were right. So that was going to ask you footwear. I'm like, yes, because I had a lot of clients in the gym who come in and like my arches are killing me, my feet are killing me, and so I'm gonna kick off the shoes and I'd be like, it's health and safety in the gym, but I know the yeah. pain they're experiencing. And as I explain to people, shops like shoes, they're fashion, right? They might say they're sports trainers, but they're not, they're fashion trainers and they will kill your feet. And um, so when you said footwear then, I was like, yes. Yeah, good one. Like people, yeah. people running in Converse, like what are you doing? Like, no, 
in fact, just what you're doing. Like, like worse things. Yeah. And again, I analyze this all the time, but yeah, it's it's important. It's like, yeah, you can have a nice car and you're going to put like rubbish to fuel in it. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's the whole like, if you're going to go and do something, try and I'm not talking spending hundreds of pounds on trainers. That's, I I don't. But try and make sure that what you are running in is specific for what you're doing. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's trying to get that mindset um, that running in Converse is not what you do. Absolutely. And I think it's looking at a brand that isn't a fashion brand. So if it's something that someone's wearing because it's trendy or you've grown up with that certain brand, then the chances are it's not going to do you any good. Um, and I also think on that one, like you say, what you kind of spend, some of them are, like you say, crazy prices, but actually mm -hmm. maybe spend a bit more than you would do because you're not going to go through it like you would do a fashion pair. So think if you're going through fashion buying, you're into trainers and you may buy, don't know, two, three pairs every quarter, then actually invest some of that money in a quality pair for your training. Yeah. And and the type of training you're doing, like I just recently bought a pair of, sort of um, in between sort of trail and, and road stuff. And uh, obviously, again, it's for me and what I'm buying. And my husband did as well. He bought, um, actually, like his and hers. Um, it wasn't meant, it wasn't meant. Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, it's funny because Ross really likes them. But I actually, I want a more cushioned pair. And they weren't, I mean, they were like 50 pounds, whatever. Um, and I thought, oh, they'll be quite good because I tend to walk where we live out in the country. So I tend to walk up, up sort of trail stuff. But actually, I'm now wanting to go back to more of a running, uh, more of a road running type trainer, and um, because I just felt I wasn't getting the cushioning, and, and it is sometimes you need to have a wee bit of play about with with trainers, and you'll know I certainly know what I like and what I don't like. I mean, they're great trainers, but as I say, I just felt that maybe they weren't giving me what I needed at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, it is a case that it's hard right now to put trying trainers on you have to buy online, which I'm not a massive fan of. I think you really need to really need to go and try trainers on and you will literally know within seconds of having them on their feet whether they're comfy do not bed in trainers right don't just say oh, they're fine i'll take them home they'll be fine i'll wear them about the house you won't they'll, they'll always be sore like if they're uncomfortable as soon as you put them on they will always be uncomfortable and that whole myth of bedding them in when you're in the house doesn't work trust me i've done it doesn't work so yes let that be a lesson <laughs> I'm totally learning here. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> and I totally buy mine online as well. And it's funny because obviously being a Liz Mills trainer, a lot of stuff is Reebok and some pairs are amazing and I will buy them up. Like every colour, buy them and then they'll stop making them and they'll bring out new ones that then kill your feet. And you're like, that yeah. is a total waste of money. And even when I try and wear them walking around, I feel it. So a test yeah. for me, funnily enough, I don't know if this is because I've had a broken leg and ankle, is walking downstairs. So if I straight away, some shoes will kill me that I'll not get to the bottom of the first flight of stairs in my tenement and I'll be like, oh my God. And I need to take yeah. that off because it'll actually kill my arch. Um, so yeah, I find that anything now, flat footed, is a no-no for me. Yeah, totally, totally the same. Yeah, I've got really, uh, like as a podiatrist, I'm not immune to having terrible feet. Um, I can fit for myself, which is always a bonus, but um, yeah, I have, I have quite flat feet and um, yeah, I, I have to have something with a bit of structure. Um, and, and again, because I do a lot of road running, I like to have something that's got a good amount, of quite chunky sole, um, so it'll absorb that as well. Um, but yeah, I just, 
you will totally know um, if that's the shoe for you. And there's there's a pair that I really really want, a pair of Solomons uh, that I've always wanted for sort of again traily kind of stuff. And I don't know why I try them on every time I go somewhere. And I see them, I try them on, and I know that they still don't they still do not like your feet. So just you're not buying them. But I also like them to hope that they might have just changed them slightly. But so yes, trainers. I have um, a lot of them. <laughs> Exactly, and I've got as well. So one of the things I also have challenged, so a lot of people suffer from that burning arch and I'm like, change your shoes, change your shoes. When did you last buy a pair? And they'll be like, oh, a year ago. And I'm like, what? You're doing hip training in yeah. shoes that you bought a year ago? Yeah, and you should be changing a little bit. Like I always say like, I mean, I, I try not to wear the same trainers every day. Like I have a, a few work trainers. So I'll, I'll like wear one pair one day and then change them around. And because of lockdown and I'm back in clinic now, I'm actually wearing crop. Um, which you can hear people like cringe. Um, you know, they've got to be wiped, wiped down, so I have to wear clocks. They're bright pink, they're cool. Um, and anybody, anybody in clinic will see me, no one outside. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so trainers, like, so I also have trainers on, and in fact, I just live in trainers, but um, but I change them, and I think that's really good for your foot as well, just to have it, you know, shouldn't always be in the same, same pair, um, sort of change them around a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the whole super flat thing, yeah, make sure that you're. If you've got that, make sure your your trainer's structured and it's not going to collapse in in itself. I know we've we've discussed this endlessly about the collapsing in shoe. Yeah, that, that's an interesting one though about even changing it because yeah, I'll be guilty of finding a pair that are really good and I will wear them. And I would say yeah. quite easily when I was doing all the classes I was doing, I could go maybe two and a half months and then I know they burn out because I start to get different pains in my leg. And I'm like, right, need to get yeah. a new pair. But what you're saying about wearing different ones, that's quite handy because I do have a like stack of trainers that I can't wear for classes anymore. So I'm going to start working through them all and wearing them out for Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we have a policy of one in, one out, but that doesn't happen. There's, there's quite a lot in, not many go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got boxes and they look brand new. You wouldn't know any different by looking at them. I'm like, I can't chuck them out. <laughs> can't get rid. Exactly. Fine. <laughs> And you touched there on walking around barefoot. So is it beneficial? Because when I started doing my physio many years ago, I was told to walk around in barefoot when I was learning to walk again. And it's something mm. that I actually struggle to walk around with. As soon as I get in the door, I take my shoes, I take my socks off and I walk around barefoot. Is that a positive thing or actually should you have support? So it's a real grey area actually, and, uh, and I won't go down the road. Uh, there's a lot of diets that do a lot of research into this. I, I have to say I, I haven't, so I'm not hugely knowledgeable on it. Uh, if you have an issue, my, my, my thing would be, it, so if you came, in, came to me and you had severe plantar fasciitis, which is inflammation of the fascia that comes from your heel going into your, uh, your met, um, what I would say to you is, I want you to support that foot. That foot's getting irritated, there's something that's irritating that, we need to support it. So please, can you wear something in the house, whether that is a crop uh, or a birthstock or something that's going to support that foot, but it's not completely flattening down and irritating that fascia. However, I am into yoga, as you know, uh, and I do like to plod about uh, and have been in my bare feet. I don't like wearing shoes in our house. Uh, I, I do like to have my shoes off like yourself, being very warm as well, so thank you for your feet out. Um, I think if you are used to doing that, I think every, I think people either really like it or just like something on their feet. I think there is, there's a really very grey area for that. Um, but I would say if you are guarding your foot, I, 
you know, with a plant pasture or something, I would I would keep a shoe of some kind on. But there isn't there isn't really. I mean, you want to be working your flexors and things. As I say, a lot of people really love that feeling of just having their bare feet out. So, you know, individuals, um, it's good to work our, 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 our muscles on our feet. We have four layers of muscles on our feet, and it is good to work them, whether that's yoga or whatever we're doing, stretching them out. Um, so, yeah, individual choice, I would say. That, that's, that's as far as I'm going to go, because we're going to open a whole can of worms oh, after that. Worms. that. And they tell you to go and run some hills in bare feet, because I know lots of people do that. I don't have any experience on that. Um, Weightlifting with bare feet, you know, all, all of that. Let's not with that health and safety. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. So it's that thing you say, it's individual approach. But I do feel like, say, if I was around with my folks and they've got really hard tiles on their kitchen, then after a short period of time, you do feel a negative on that. So I think it is going again, tuning into the feel with your body yeah. and what's working for you and what's not. Um, and I know I was on Leaf Links earlier doing great cardio and my arches start to hurt. So off the bed yeah. and I was doing it barefoot yeah. training on leaf links. I would advise a client to do that. Not in my advice. If they're comfortable to do so, it's fine. But again, yeah. it's one of those things as be individual to that person. I think there's some area in that one. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And what would you say the most popular treatments are that you do? What are the kind of things that are quite frequent for you that you see people coming in or feeling more benefit from? So obviously, I get a lot of routines like anxiety work. So that's really my routine stuff for people who don't really know that is uh, sort of routine foot care. And that would be, you know, any nail nail issues that they may have, hard skin calluses that need to remove maybe corns and things. That would be as I would see my bread and butter. There's a lot of that and I have, you know, routine clients that are every four, six, eight weeks. Um then that's just they, that's what they get done. Um, so that's a, that's a big bulk of what I do. Massage for me is massive because of my background you know, twenty years of doing of doing that. Um, again, for the whole individual thing, mine is very much you know it's not by by the book. I don't mean it like that, but it's not scripted. You know, if you need a certain area dealt with and we need to work on this, this and this, then we'll do it. So it's very much for you, and um, you're not coming in and as I would say getting a skin polish as such. Um, so yeah, so those are probably the two, um, and as I say, I've started doing the whole holistic, a lot more holistic stuff. I've, you know, acupuncture, I've been a bit of um, dry needling. A lot of people like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I quite often throw a lot of things at people. Like we'll say, let's try this today. Let's do a bit of this. Um, again, what does that person need when they come in? I can often kind of tell. I think, well, actually, maybe we'll go just chill today. What's happening? What's going on? What do we need? So, um, but yeah, those are, those are probably two. Um, and then it can be a bit of a mixed bag. As I say, acupuncture, when I, when I started doing it, it was really popular. People would come in and they were really interested in it. And, uh, and it's, it's worked fantastically with, with people. Um, and yeah, just some of the, the sort of reflexology, in-depth head stuff. Again, tension headaches. People with tension, tension in their face. People don't realise how much tension we hold. I'm a, when I get anxious, I, I grind. Um, and I, I used to work in a dental practice, and they used to refer to a lot of things. Um, because, you know, people that were grinding get a lot of tension, headaches, a lot of um, sore muscles. So I used to get a lot of people that would just get a face massage, which sounds really random, but was really, really effective. And people didn't think about it until they were referred for it and they were like, actually, it's amazing. 
So, yeah, that's probably a bit, of a, mix, a bit of a mixed bag, really. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting point because we all know that whole thing about, what is it, it takes more muscles to frown and smile on your face. And you'll see yeah. some people doing like face yoga or whatever they call it, but you don't actually think that you can go and get a massage for your face because very often, yes, you'll get a facial, but that's more about the beauty products opposed to the actual massaging of it. Mm. Um, so that, yeah, that's something I've never even thought of before. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing. Like I've, I've had it, um, I have uh, a couple of ladies that come in and that for them is the best. So we'll, we'll do a lot on their sort of face, on their, on their forehead, the front of the head. And then we'll come up and actually then work a lot on sort of in, in the neck and at the, the base of the skull. Those are through your, you know, your triceps, um, your traps, biceps, gosh, heads all over the place today. Um, your traps, you know, go into, so you're, you're going to get a lot of tension. Again, given in the current situation between anxiety, sitting at desks that are not, not for us, a lot of people will be, will be, you know, feeling a lot of tension probably headaches um just in it in it that areas because of posture and things so yeah it's something that people they, they don't think about that but it's actually a really really great massage um, and you can even do it on yourself it's not as good but there is points within your sort of jaw uh, and, and, and a longer jaw that you can work on opening the jaw up and stretching but it's like stretching anything you know we've got all these muscles in our in our face in her foot and her hip whatever you're just you're just stretching that and working on that like you would anything so yeah but for mindset thing. see always learning something new <laughs> see see <laughs> and what would you say are the top three tips people can do to help during this kind of lockdown period or even beyond actually if you come out of it whenever that may be so i i've done quite a bit in this kind of area because I think my my thoughts on this, I don't know what your thoughts are, but we needed to reset. This is obviously horrendous. It's a horrendous situation for so for so many people. Um, I think it's been a right a real eye opener and for different for different reasons. Um, people have lost people and you know, it's dreadfully sad. But I think in a way we kinda needed to reset a little bit and realise um just to slow down i don't know about you i've actually you know thankfully we've not had a huge amount of hardship like a lot of people we've been in, in quite a good situation um, and we've taken it for what it is um, and uh, and i'm very thankful and grateful for that but i think um it's been really good for us um we've concentrated on ourselves and i think that was one thing that i wanted people to realize priority you're a priority in your own life we often as, as individuals uh, running businesses working for people whatever it is that we do we get after children we don't think about that we just don't like we don't actually think if we don't make ourselves a priority how can we possibly look after other people so that's something that i've worked a lot on myself in the last probably year um through fitness and, and various things and um, but I've, I've kind of really preached that to a lot of my clients as well um so so that, that would be one thing that I think people kind of should should think about and look at them. The other couple of things, um, just taking five minutes, because again, I have my friends who I go to Zoom with and uh, bless them. They're all just completely frazzled by the weekend. And I don't have that if I don't have a child to deal with uh, or schooling or everything else that goes on in a day. Um, and even a child falling you into the toilet. Um, so I've just sort of said, you know, if you can have five minutes, and I know that that's easier said than done because there's single parents and whatnot, go and lock yourself into the toilet and put some music on, just dance, do something 
thing that just gets you out of that zone for just five minutes because you will feel so much better. I mean, I, I meditate and things. And again, even just sitting for five minutes, zoning, uh, whether it's to music or guided meditation, there's so many apps out there now that's really easy. So um, yeah, that's that's one of my huge top tips. If you can have a bath with Epsom salts, oh, amazing. Um, love Epsom salts. They are my, my go-to. So a wee bath is a lovely thing to do. Um, or just have a wee basin. One of my clients sent me a wee picture of her feet in, in a basin with some Epsom salts. And it, she had a, she did have a wine glass in her hand. But that's okay. We're allowed. I was like, okay, I'm not going to advocate that. But if that helps, then go. Um, so some, just some self-care. Self-care, you know. Read a book. Read a chapter of your book. Um, and just go for a walk. Um, you know, we, we were talking because we're, you know, we're both really into our exercise and our lifestyle. Go for a walk. The one thing I said to my husband when this started was we started this coming out of winter and everything was quite grey and quite, um, yeah, kind of, you know, just turning. We're now coming to summer and what I took from this was going out every day and seeing the changes. We never get to see the changes because we're so focused on everything else that's going on. So just taking from that one day, what did you, what did you see today? You know, like what what have you experienced, and and try and just bring it back to: Are we okay? Are we are we you know are we grateful for what, the situation in which we're in? We are, and I and as I say, I'm, I'm I'm you know very thankful for that. But just remembering all of the other things that are going on, and just breathing, and just taking taking what you need in a little bit, um, and seeing past things. I think so. Yeah, it's all. I would say that's quite a mental. A lot of that's mental. A little bit of physical, um, if you can. But yeah, just trying to remember we will get past this as well because it's been tough on a lot of people. We will get there eventually. I love that, Fiona. You just summarised the whole focus of this whole topic of the podcast today, looking after yourself. So you've done that beautifully. Thanks, <laughs> right, thanks. Right. I do try. I remember to take that on, my, take that on myself. <laughs> exactly. And it's true what you say about notes and stuff because there's a certain route if I go to Leaf Links that I'm... What I've learned is I can see our receipt from a certain pathway that I've never noticed before. And I was like, oh, is that always there? <laughs> noticing, noticing yeah. things. We just don't notice things because we're always, you know, so busy. Like if I go out for lunch, quite often I just don't even put anything in my ears. I actually want to listen to birds, like the birds, you know, because there's less traffic. Let you know I'm on a flight path. If you can hardly any flights, it's like, yeah, just thinking that that's actually really nice you know so that's that's just a nice positive way to look at it if you're having a really dark dark time there is some little bits that you can look at and think actually that that's quite nice you know and laugh laugh don't put something on funny like just put something on that's really stupid like laughing is amazing medicine like i laugh at myself every day because of the stupidity of what i've done but yeah if you can laugh then i think that helps just just for a few minutes so. Yeah, and I think it's just laughing at each other or something silly you've done and it can be the smallest thing that cracks you up and you're crying with laughter and you don't know why. Things like when you start cracking up on a Zoom call when you're not meant to <laughs> and you just can't right. hold it in and it's like that hysterical point that you reach. <laughs> I think also it's, it's also important that, you know, I've had some teary days. I, I suffer hugely from anxiety and I've never made any, uh, any secret of that. Um, but. I've had moments where, you know, as I say, we've had it quite, quite nice. You know, we've, we've been okay with lockdown, um, but I've just got emotional. I've just found, you know, I've just had a good grief and that's okay. Like that's fine, bit chocolate and we're good. 
Um, that's okay to do that as well. Like, I think there's no right or wrong. You've got to find what works for you. But yeah, I mean, you put something on, it's like, oh, something on the telly and it's just a flood of tears. You know, there's no, no reason. I'm absolutely fine. But I think that's okay as well to just have a wee great let it out. And then, yeah, see what's going on. And just don't be hard on yourself. Because I think there's all this stuff. I mean, I I didn't do half the stuff that I had in my list. It's stuff. Like, oh, I'm so productive and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. My house is still like a bomb, you know, in it. Like, I've not cleared out half the cupboards. Like, but on the list from the start, it was like, clear out that cupboard. I'm back to work. Like, that cupboard isn't clear. And I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm actually okay with that because I sat in the sun because we don't we live in Scotland. We don't see it very often. So, you know, just don't be hard on yourself. Love it. And on that topic of it'll make you laugh, what I cried at the other day, totally watching Neighbours, that's my binge, easy watch. Don't have to focus on it. And uh, the guys were at the gym, the shack as they call it or something. I can't remember what they oh, call yeah. the gym. Yeah, they were at the gym, the shed, that's at the shed. And I started crying and my husband was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, they're at the gym, I want to go to the gym. I miss the gym. I miss the gym. Just <laughs> like the shed. <laughs> yeah, and it's a shed and they're celebrating the shed being bought over and I want, I want a shed. <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid stuff, right? Yeah, it's like, totally. Oh. Yeah, and it's just and allowing yourself that, yeah. Absolutely. And there is no right and wrong. I think that's the thing. I just stop putting pressure on because it's funny, one of my, my, my key friends said to me, um, she said, you know, we're now going to do that whole thing, what we do in life. Uh, as it is, we rush out and do everything. We're just doing that in lockdown. We're putting pressure on ourselves in lockdown when actually we don't need to, you know. Um, especially if we were the people that didn't have to go out the front line. We didn't have to go and do all of these in these jobs, you know, if we were sitting there. And I know, uh, yeah, as I keep going back, it's been tough for a lot of people. But, um, you know, just take it for what it is. Do you know what I mean? And don't be, you know, be hard on yourself if you didn't clear the cupboard. I'm trying to justify it to myself up here, but it's okay, it's fine. It's okay, we'll allow you. The audience, <laughs> collectively, you. myself, don't worry about your covers, you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> You're adding value on podcasts, you don't need to worry about covers. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and you mentioned about Epsom salt and loving Epsom salt bath. What other ways do you look after yourself? So yeah, Epsom salt is my go-to and Lush. I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't promote Lush, but um um, their brand of stuff there, stuff called Sleepy. Um, when I am on a little bit of an anxiety trip to myself, um, I quite like their Sleepy range. I find it's good, so a bath or even a cream, just pop on at night. I, I do a meditation at night. Um, that helps me with my sleeping, so I tend to meditate. Just just one, just a guided one, headphones in or whatever, um, and do that for my sleeping. Um, if we were in, I was going to say normal days, um, I love a massage, so I will personally go for a massage once, twice a month. Um, one, it helps me physically because I train quite a lot. Um, and two, I just find that it, it relaxes me um, and I can just kind of zone with that. So th those are the kind of things that I would do. I love to run my my running. Terrible times, terrible times. Don't run for times. Um, but I love just going out. Like la yesterday was my first day back to work, which was extremely stressful. Um, we have a huge amount of PPE that we have to wear and triage patients and uh, a huge category of things that we, we kind of have to make sure patients um, fall into them. 
And so it's been quite a stressful run up to that. Um, but I came home and the sun was still shining. I'd had a really good day actually, even though I'd completely stressed about it. Um, and I went for a run and it wasn't a particularly fast run, but it was in the sun and I was getting fresh air and I, I actually listened to the podcast, um, which I've got into recently. Um, and it was just nice to be out and that was great. And I got home and I felt great and uh, I slept really well. So yeah, so those are the kind of things, taking the dog out, taking the dog out um, at the end of the day is nice for me as well. I like that. Again, that just helps me wind, wind it down. My dog, I take on a lot of people's stuff a lot of it so I have to remember me and that's you know going back to that whole working on yourself is hugely important um, because I can't do my job I am run down so it's taken a while for me to realise that but I do lots of those kind of things and yoga yoga I've just discovered yoga my love of yoga again again but I love it so yeah so that that's twice a week and I think that that helps in my running as well so um, yeah keeps me keeps me going Fab, thank you for sharing that. We're just going to go on to some lifestyle questions to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. Nervous Ooh. there, are you? <laughs> oh, I am. Okay. So what is the last picture you have on WhatsApp? So the most recent WhatsApp picture, what is it all? Good Lord, it's probably feet. It's probably feet, I have to say. <laughs> you know your dietist. Oh, there's stuff sent to me. Do you know, actually, I'll tell you what it is. Uh, my friend revealed that she was pregnant. That's what it is. It's her baby scan. That's oh. that's it. See, so that was better exciting. than a picture. Well, it's kind of a picture of feet, really, technically. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. Analyzing, about... analyzing the feet in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that is my last one. That picture. That's exciting. Oh, so that was an exciting one. That was a bit different than yeah. what you expected it to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, now you've got a choice: beach or city break. Which one? Oh, beach every time. Beach girl. Oh, totally. Love it. Love to see. It sounds annoying, but I still love it. Like, yeah. My husband posed on our favourite beach up north. We got married, like, next to the beach up north. And our honeymoon was the Maldives. So, Ross hates sand, I have to add. <laughs> I love I love the beach. So, beach, sea, yeah, I'm good for that. Okay, now this might be a hard choice. Yoga or massage? Why would you do this to me? A yoga massage? <laughs> <laughs> that could be a new thing. <laughs> oh gosh, I probably I would have to say massage. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Beer or wine? Oh, beer girl. Love a pint. Missing a pint. That's what I'm missing right now. <laughs> you need to live in Leith. I don't take away pints. What? How do I not love this? Ah, yeah. Our bowling club um, sold all their um, their beer off because it was it was going off, and we had to had to do a donation, and it was like a a milk carton or something. You had to take something, hand it over, and they filled it. And also, to distance and all the rest of it. And uh, I said, Ross, do you want anything? He's like, No. And I'm like, He's like, Are you going for something? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, I'm going for best. He's like, You're such a rude man. I'm like, I know. So there was my <laughs> my carton of milk, which was full of best beer. I was delighted with myself. <laughs> Okay, final one. Packet crisps or a packet of sweets? Mm. Sweet tooth has to be sweet. Mm. Yeah, has to be. Sorry. That's, yeah. Well, black mark there again. <laughs> That's fine. You can have the sweets and I'll have the crisps. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'd share with you. I'd share my fourth pinter of best beer and my sweets. Come on. 
potato sweets, but I'm a vodka girl, so that best thing oh, you in Germany, you can have all that. Can't help you with that, then. <laughs> Thank you, Fiona, for your time today. Appreciate you giving up time, especially when you're pressured with the clinic opening and everything you have to follow at the moment. In terms of people who have not connected with you before in your business, what's the best way to do that? Is it Facebook, Instagram? What's the best way? So, as we've talked about, I'm a dinosaur, but um, um, I um, I have Facebook, so it's a uh, business comes under Sutherland Dietary and Therapy. It's on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I have just worked on my website, which should be coming out shortly, and it also has a booking system. But at the moment, just with everything that's going on, the booking system is dying, so I need to triage everybody. Um, but yeah, those are the main things that I'm on. Hopefully, at some point, I'll probably LinkedIn as well, but those are probably the main kind of forums that I'm kind of, or social media platforms that I'm on at the moment. So have a wee look out for me and chat. Give me, drop me a message. I, I do put quite random things on normally about the dog or something or me wearing my PPE outfit, which is rather fetching. But yeah, so. Yeah, yeah you're definitely important. working. You're working that new outfit, that's for sure. Yeah, I think so. I keep smiling when my mask's on because like, anytime I take a photo, I'm like smiling. I'm like, nobody can see that you're smiling. But hopefully they can see in their eyes that I'm smiling and I'm loving life. <laughs> but thanks, Fiona. I really look forward to seeing Thank more you. of those pictures. Thanks again for your time. Thank you.